Hi, and welcome to the Domestic CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Thomas. If you've jumped on the Community Supported Agriculture, or CSA, bandwagon, you're probably experiencing the highs and lows of this philosophy. The highs include having your food come from local farmers, which means you're supporting the community while enjoying food that hasn't been on a long road trip across the country to get to your supermarket shelves. The meat and veggies you get through your CSA probably have much more flavor than the store-bought variety, and they're grown without hormones, antibiotics, pesticides, and any of those other nasty things that Nutrition Diva warns us about. However, as excited you are for this yummy, locally-raised food, it can also be a challenge to deal with the CSA food if it gets delivered in bulk. A few times a year, I order natural chicken breasts from a local CSA. Admittedly, the first time I had a box of 40 pounds of chicken breasts on my kitchen counter, I was a bit overwhelmed. Even if you don't buy from a CSA and you simply stock up on meat when it's on sale at your local supermarket, today's episode is for you. I'll be sharing a few tips on how to effectively manage any large quantity of meat you may find in your kitchen. Vegetarians, don't worry. You'll want to keep an eye out for my next episode on what to do with 60 pounds of produce. First, this podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash CEO. Now back to those steps. Step number one, set up the space. Dealing with mass amounts of meat is not for the faint of heart. It takes a decent chunk of time and at least a little space to spread out. If you're picking up a large package of meat from a CSA, unless it says specifically that the meat is individually packaged, you're going to want to make sure to clear off your calendar. I found that it takes about an hour and a half to get through 40 pounds of chicken breasts, but you may need slightly more or less depending on what you order. After you've cleared your calendar, it's time to clear space for the meat. If you have a large island in your kitchen, move all the papers, cookbooks, dishes, and any other paper clutter piling up to another counter so you have at least a four-foot square to work in. After you clear off the counter, take a peek in your freezer. If you aren't throwing a massive dinner party for all your friends and family, you're going to need to freeze a bunch of the meat. Trust me when I tell you that rearranging your freezer is the last thing you're going to want to do after spending an hour and a half cutting up meat. Take a few minutes to clear out a shelf or two so it's ready for your meat pile. Finally, grab your supplies. I use the biggest cutting board I own, two giant mixing bowls, two smaller mixing bowls, and a 5-inch kitchen knife. I also make sure to have about 45 quart-sized freezer baggies and a permanent marker ready. Once I have all this set up, I'm ready to tackle the fowl, or beef. Step number two, process the meat. It's likely that your bulk meat order shows up in some very large pieces. When I ordered the chicken breasts, they arrive still attached in the middle with all the rib meat still hanging on. Other meats like ground beef may show up in 10-pound tubes. If you're lucky, your meat may come already packaged into individual meal-sized wrappings, but if they don't, you're going to need to spend a little time chopping it up. I grab a pair of the chicken breasts one at a time and trim all the fat off, tossing the fat into one of the small mixing bowls. It could go straight into the trash, but by keeping a bowl on the counter, you can move a little faster. I also cut off all the rib meat, which is the doppelganger of fat and meat that hangs off the otherwise clean-looking breast meat. From the fat and rib meat, I cut out all the chunks of usable meat and toss them into the other small bowl. I don't like to waste meat, and those little chunks start to add up. 
By the end, it's likely that you'll have a pound or two of meat just from those small pieces, so hold on to them, and we'll package them to use for stir-fries, casseroles, and any other dish that calls for one-inch cubes of meat. After I get the fat and the little pieces of extra meat trimmed, I like to cut up the breasts into individual-sized pieces. When we eat chicken, my husband will eat a much larger portion than I do, so I start putting man-sized pieces into one of the giant mixing bowls, and my-sized pieces in the other. If you have kids, you may also want to have another bowl to toss the kids' size servings into. If you aren't as OCD as I am, you can cut them all the same size. It's totally up to you. If you use a lot of recipes that call for small size pieces, I would advise taking this opportunity to cut up a bunch of the chicken into bite-sized pieces. Why get your hands all slimy and messy again if you can take a few extra minutes and have pre-cut chicken now? I like to make at least six or so bags of chicken chunks. This way, I can just thaw the baggie of chunks in the fridge overnight and then toss them into my stir-fry or other recipe the next day. Step number three, package and freeze the meat. Once you have all the chicken cut up how you want, it's time to start bagging it. I like to put enough meat in each bag for one meal. In my home, that means one big piece for my husband and one small piece for me. When it comes to the chicken chunks, I usually put about two handfuls in each bag. That seems to work for the recipes we make but you may want to put slightly more in each baggie if you prefer more meaty meals. Like I mentioned before, I use quart-sized freezer bags because they can hold about two pounds of meat. If you have more than five people in your family, you may want to use gallon-sized bags so you have enough meat for one meal in the same bag. I recommend my awesomely tasty and easy crock-pot chicken recipe. It's a guaranteed hit for the whole family. I put all the meat into baggies at the same time so I don't have to wash my hands 20 times. I use one hand to handle the baggies and one hand to handle the chicken so the outside of the bags don't get all gooey and sticky. Once all the meat is distributed, I seal up each container and write what's inside on the front of the bag using my permanent marker. Whenever you're putting baggies of meat into your freezer, make sure to label each baggie with what type of meat it is, chicken and pork look very similar when frozen, as do steak and lamb, how much, either weight or quantity of pieces, and the date you stuck it in the freezer. This way, when you go into your freezer two months from now, you'll know exactly what you're grabbing. Plus, you don't want to risk using a bag of meat that's been sitting in your freezer since before Facebook was a thing. Even though processing and packaging large quantities of meat can be a drag, I've come to love buying meat from our CSA. It tastes amazing, and the time it takes me to get it ready for the freezer actually makes me feel a little bit of pride. I know I didn't raise or butcher the chickens myself, but I had to spend hours cutting and packaging them, so it makes me feel a little bit closer to the land and more in control of what my family eats. What food items do you buy in bulk? Share your tips and stories on my Facebook wall, or tweet me your experiences at The Domestic CEO. Thanks again to our advertiser, Audible.com. You've heard me talk a lot about Audible in my episodes. One thing I don't talk about enough is how easy Audible is to use. I'm not a huge techie person, so I was a little intimidated when I started using Audible. I quickly realized that there was no need to be nervous. I simply created my account on audible.com, then downloaded the app on my phone, and magically all my books from my Audible library were on my phone to listen to on the go. One of my favorites so far has been Girl Walks Into a Bar by Rachel Dratch. It's the humorous story of Rachel's journey to becoming a Saturday Night Live cast member and the struggles she's had after leaving the show. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free trial and a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. You could choose Girl Walks Into a Bar. Just be careful where you listen to it because you will laugh out loud. 
You could also choose one of the other 100,000 titles available at Audible, including many New York Times bestsellers. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash CEO. That's audiblepodcast.com slash CEO. Until next time, I'm the domestic CEO, helping you love your home. <laughs>